Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are talking about some other non-hormonal forms of contraceptives. We are talking all about the fertile window and the most popular form of birth control worldwide, sterilization. This is the fourth episode in our discussion on contraceptives. Before we get started, I am super excited to announce a project I've been working on. I am now offering intimacy coaching calls. To snag your free 20-minute call to help improve your intimacy, go to intimacy.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. I cannot wait to connect with you. All right, so today we are covering a couple different non-hormonal birth control options. Sterilization, abstinence, and natural family planning, which is also known as the fertility awareness method. In our prior couple of episodes, we have covered hormonal birth control options as well as different barrier methods. My goal is that you get an idea of what's available and out there to help you make the best decision that is right for you with your body. So let's jump right into it. The number one way to prevent pregnancy is to avoid intercourse and abstain. This method is up to 100% effective when done correctly. Now, the reality is this is a great theory, but for many people, this option is not realistic and abstaining from intercourse is not something that they are interested in, but it is a form of birth control and should always be considered as an option and something for you to think about when making your decision about what is best for you. So the next non-hormonal option that we are going to talk about does require a little bit of work from you. And if you have a partner, it will require some support from them in order for it to be effective. The fertility awareness method is all about knowing and recognizing your fertile window. And a fertile window is a couple of days during your menstrual cycle when you are ovulating or right around when you are ovulating. This method can be used to avoid pregnancy, but it can also be used when you are attempting pregnancy. For the purpose of this podcast episode, we are focusing on preventing pregnancy, but you should know that if you are attempting pregnancy, having intercourse during your fertile window is ideal. Now, I find in my job that a lot of women are unaware of when their fertile window is. And the reason that this is so important is that during your fertile window, you are ovulating or releasing an egg. And in order to obtain pregnancy, we do need to have an egg be involved. If you have forgotten about how the menstrual cycle works and the female body works, go check out one of our prior episodes on the menstrual cycle and female anatomy to help get a good refresher on all of that. But the egg survives for about 24 hours after ovulation And sperm can survive inside a woman's body for about five days after intercourse. So the fertile window is five days before ovulation until one day after ovulation. And the chance of pregnancy is highest when live sperm is present in the fallopian tubes during ovulation or when ovulation occurs. 
This method is 76% effective with typical use, but with perfect use, one to five women out of 100 will get pregnant during the first year. So if you use this method right, it is pretty effective. Now, during your fertile window, you will want to avoid intercourse or use a barrier method to protect against pregnancy. So go check out our last episode on barrier methods to get an idea of what you want to use if this is the method you choose to use. Now, if you do decide you want to do fertility awareness, I would encourage you track a lot of information about your menstrual cycle. And the first thing I would recommend is getting an app. There are tons of apps out there. Uh, One of my favorites is MyFlow from the author of In the Flow. It'll help you kind of analyze your body and your menstrual cycle. So some of the information that you're going to want to pay attention to is when do you start your period? How many days is it? Maybe looking at your cervical mucus or your discharge. Potentially monitoring your basal body temperature or using any combination of these. There are some different ways to do this, so we are going to cover those next. The standard day method follows a standard rule of what days during your menstrual cycle are most fertile. So if your cycle is 26 to 32 days long, day 8 through 19 would be most fertile, and you should avoid intercourse or use a barrier method during these days. This method works best if your cycle is regular and consistently between 26 and 32 days. If your cycle is irregular, using the fertility awareness method, but the standard uh, method in particular will be more difficult and less effective. Now, remember that day one is your first day of full flow menses. So um, keep that in mind when tracking what day you are on. Another fertility awareness method that some women choose to use is the cervical mucus method. And this involves recognizing changes in the mucus produced by the cervix and how the mucus looks and feels. So essentially you are analyzing your discharge. Just before ovulation, the amount of mucus made noticeably increases and becomes thin and slippery. Just after ovulation, the amount of mucus decreases and becomes thicker and less noticeable. For this method to prevent pregnancy, you should avoid intercourse or use a barrier method from the time you first notice any cervical changes. Now, keep in mind, your mucus can appear different if you are on certain medications. Some feminine hygiene products, after intercourse, if you're breastfeeding, if you're using a lubricant, or if you are douching. However, do not douche. That affects your pH and it is not recommended, but it can alter your mucus. So keep that in mind. Now, the next method we're going to talk about for looking at when you are ovulating is the basal body temperature method. And that's also called the BBT. So your basal body temp is your body's temperature when it is fully at rest. For most women, the body's normal temperature is gonna increase slightly during ovulation. So you might see about a 0.5 to one degree increase in your temperature and that continue until the end of the luteal phase. 
Now, to use this method correctly, you would want to record your temperature right away after waking up before getting out of bed, talking, or doing anything at all. One of the big downsides to using the basal body temperature method is that your most fertile days are two to three days before the increase in temperature. Now by itself, this method is not really a good way to prevent pregnancy because you don't get your signs until after the fact. Now, the final method is the symptothermal method. So you're using symptoms and thermo, your temperature, combined to help determine when you are ovulating and that fertile window. So most commonly people are going to choose the basal body temperature with the cervical mucus method and monitoring those two. That can increase your reliability of fertility uh, awareness. If you are planning to use the fertility awareness method, I encourage you talking to your doctor about it they should be able to refer you to a specialist who can help you understand all of the different fertility awareness methods out there and help you navigate this. If you recently started your period or if you're perimenopausal, have irregular periods, just stop birth control, take certain medications, or recently had a child, this method will be more difficult to use and is less reliable but can be very effective when done correctly and is a really wonderful non-hormonal option out there. The last pregnancy prevention method we are talking about is sterilization. Sterilization is a permanent form of birth control. For women, it is called a tubal ligation. For men, it is called a vasectomy. This is the most popular form of birth control worldwide. A tubal ligation is going to be when the fallopian tube is closed off and that prevents the egg from traveling from the ovary down the fallopian tubes into the uterus and potentially joining a sperm. It is 99% effective and if you choose to have a tubal ligation, you will want to make sure that you are not considering adding to your family. Some women who know that they're not interested in having children may consider having a tubal ligation as well. All that being said, it is permanent, but it can be reversed, but the success rate is really low. So if at some point you change your mind and decide you want to add to your family, you will most likely need IVF or in vitro fertilization to achieve pregnancy. We are going to spend a whole couple of episodes on fertility and in vitro fertilization in the future, but you have to be aware of this when choosing this method and know that the procedure is not meant to be reversed. There are a couple of different ways to perform a tubal ligation. The first is a mini laparotomy, which is typically done for postpartum sterilization. So a sterilization done right after childbirth. This is when a small incision is made in the abdomen and the fallopian tubes are brought up to the incision and a small section or the entire tube is removed on each side. The other type of tubal ligation is one performed via laparoscopy. And this is when a small incision is made in the abdomen and then using a device called a laparoscope, 
your provider, your doctor, your surgeon is able to visualize the pelvic organs. The tubes are ligated using a variety of different methods. There's anything from being closed off with bands or clips or being cut and sutured closed or being cut and sealed closed with an electrical current or the device is called a bovi. I love the bovi. It's a pretty awesome device. That was one of my favorite things when I was a student in school was bovying things. But anyway, after a tubal ligation, some possible side effects to anticipate are shoulder pain, especially if you had a laparoscopy because the gas used to fill the abdomen kind of floats up and that can cause some shoulder pain. We try to get all the gas out, but at the end of the day, you can see some shoulder pain. You can also anticipate to have some cramps, bloating, nausea, and abdominal pain. You may even have a sore throat from the anesthesia, so something to consider. There is research that shows that women younger than 30 years old are more likely to regret having a tubal ligation than older women. When deciding what option is best for you, one thing to consider when you are thinking about a tubal ligation is making sure that you're not making this decision during a stressful time. So if you're going through a divorce, uh, you know, some sort of separation after a pregnancy loss, any big life changes, because this decision is permanent. So you want to make sure that you have the opportunity to make the decision with a clear head. So keep that in mind. Um, it is definitely the most popular option in the world. And something to consider if you know that children are not for you or if you've decided that you are not interested in having any more children. This wraps up today's discussion on non-hormonal birth control options. On our next episode, we are talking about emergency contraceptives. I hope that overall you've gotten a good idea of what is out there and you now can make a decision that's best for you based on all that information. So thank you guys for joining today. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones. Have you heard about her quarterly subscription box, The Sexy Box? The next shipment goes out September 15th. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss the hottest subscription box out there. Each box is valued at more than $100 and includes some of the top selling products. Check out the link in the bio to get yours today. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.